0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Welcome to another edition of the Brown Bag. I'm your host, Michael T. Brown. Hey, follow us on Twitter at MTBrown98 or at our Facebook or LinkedIn page under the name Michael T. Brown. Friends, have you ever considered starting your own business? Or are you currently a business owner and you want to take your business to the next level? You tuned in to the right show. Our guest today is going to help us do just that. Hey, Mike. I'm super excited about our guest today. this young man is doing some
2: big things in business. Wow, Mike, and you know I'm super excited too, because you know I've actually attended a couple of TED's classes, so yeah, oh, really? yeah, I know that this is going to be an awesome show yeah we it's 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 time
1: because uh many people have an idea, business concepts that they've been thinking about. Maybe they're like me, they're a fan of the Shark Tank and they thought, hey, maybe I have an idea that can really blow up. Well, this young man today, he's already doing his thing in business, and we're glad to have him on. Mike, why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest?
2: As co-founder, president, and CEO of Newcore Vision, Incorporated, Ted Fells brings more than 12 years of executive management experience with the federal government contracting arena. As an accomplished strategist, his expertise in the areas of project management, consulting, and business development, have led to the company's significant venture growth in the areas of information assurance, network engineering, web-based application development, and training. Ted Fells has also been recognized for his achievements as an outstanding entrepreneur under 40 by the Minority Diversity Council. Named as one of the top 100 small businesses in Maryland by DiversityBusiness.com and winner of the first ICE Small Business Awards of Excellence by the Morehouse University Entrepreneurship Program. Honored as one of the 50 Most Powerful CEOs by Minority Enterprise Executive Council and honored as a Top Minority Supplier of the Year of the MDDC Minority Supply Development Council and nominated for the SBA Minority Small Business Person of the Year Award. Ted Fowles is an alumnus of Norfolk State University. where he received a BS in Management and Computer Information Systems as well as a member of the Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated.
1: Ted Fells, welcome to the Brown Bag, sir. We're so glad that you joined us.
3: Good morning, Mike. Uh, It's a pleasure to be here today.
1: Well, we thank you for being on. Before, Ted, we get into our conversation with you, we want to alert all of our listeners. Stay tuned after our broadcast with Ted. We have a special 90-minute edition today, and we have a very special announcement after our interview with Ted. Ted, before we talk about you, the CEO, the visionary, let's find out about the early years, those formative years. Tell our audience a little bit about yourself, your upbringing, and how that upbringing has led you to this point.
3: Okay, definitely. So, As we've discussed in the past, I grew up in Arlington, Virginia. Um, In Arlington, I I was born in a very strong Christian foundation. So definitely uh, early on, there was a, there was a lot. There was there was a focus on excellence within my within my home. I see folks that um, I both my mother and father uh, they were very hard workers. Uh, they they made sure that you know that I had the, the things that I needed, but I also had a, a very uh, a very good foundation to to uh, to build upon. So from school to church and just a, a strong loving uh, loving family. I lost my father at 9 years old so I was early on in life I was expected to to take on leadership in the family and um, at that point I was caring for my you know supporting my mom and and grandmother and sister and so again early on learning leadership at a, at a young age and then through through high school and, and on to college at Norfolk State I, you know, I've always been in positions of of leadership which had which led me to the desire to uh, to do something. Not quite sure what it was in business, but I always knew that it was something that, that I wanted to do. To try various business ventures, uh, and at one point with a group of uh, a group of guys that we all went to college together, we got together and we started a, a, a business investment group called Brothers Making a Difference, where we used to had different events, had to raise money, and we knew we were going to start something great, just didn't know what that something was going to be. And in the 90s with the dot-com era, we all decided that we wanted to do something in the computer arena. And and during that time, I was working full-time for the Department of Immigration, uh, involved in installing computer networks all over the nation. So because I had a computer background, both in college and as far as my, my job, I was elected to be becoming the president of the company, and at that time it was an honor, it was excitement, an exciting task, but I never had any idea what it was going to be like to to run a company.
1: Tell us about Newcore Vision, uh, the services that you provide. Um, Just tell us about the company.
3: So okay, Vision was founded initially in 1996. Uh, services are in areas of cyber security, IT services, and management consulting, mostly for the, the federal government. Uh, we do support state and local and private sector, but most of our business is in the government. Uh, agencies that we support include the Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, uh, Department of Education, Department of Defense, and also we were, uh, well, we still support the Executive Office of the President, which is one of the contracts that I'm most proud about. Uh, I remember that contract like, uh, like it was yesterday. We've been supporting that customer ever since uh, President Obama's been in office. I remember working on a proposal during the time that President Obama was going through the initial inauguration activities, and we started, we started supporting that agency, that agency right about the time that, uh, that he started. So we've, uh, we've had a good run as far as some of the, cu- the customers that we've had, but excited about where we're
1: going moving forward. That's exciting stuff, Ted. Many people have the dream of starting their own business. What would you say to that dreamer, especially now that you can look back through the thin through the lens of the new core vision story? What would you tell that young dreamer?
3: Well, the, the the first thing about uh, I think about starting a, your own business you have to ask yourself the question do you want your own business or do you want to make a lot of money because you can make a lot of money working for someone else and then you can have your own business and not necessarily make a lot of money uh, the the drive that it takes to 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 have your own business is, is something that you really have to decide if that's what you what you want to do uh, it takes a lot of time uh, about a commitment, dedication. And uh, for me, it's never, I never turn it off. You know, I, I, being a small business owner, one of the things that I tell people that, you know, I, you got my mobile number, you can contact me, customer, because the small business never closes. And I truly mean that, and especially now with what we are with technology. Now, someone can contact you by cell phone, text, uh, email. There's so many different ways to, to be in contact with you, and you have to decide if that's something that you really, you really want to do and why you want to do it and where, and where you want to go with, with your, your idea, your organization. And so, you know, you can you know, dream about having a business or you can wake up and work for it. And that's really, you know, the thing that, I, that I'd say to anyone that's really interested in and uh, trying to get something, uh, trying to get a business going.
1: Yeah, and I appreciate you sharing that. Uh, in many ways, when I think about a successful entrepreneur, I think about a visionary, that person who can, that has the ability to see what could be. Talk a little bit about vision. How important is vision and mission?
4: Well, vision
3: and mission is, is, is very key. I mean, you really have to know where you want to go with the business. Anytime that I've had someone ask me about getting the business started. That's the biggest thing. What do you want? Do you want to, you know, what type of customers? Would you like the service? Are you looking at, do you want to be a small business? Do you want to to grow the business to a larger organization? Do you want to have staff? And then all these different things, I mean, you have to really look at yourself, you know, because I think the the makeup of a business owner, I think it's it's one of of service, whether you're dealing with services or products you know are you are you really ready to to serve? And that's really how how I look at it. when you have these customers, these customers have a need and and they can get that business from any from anyone, you know and, or to provide that uh, you know, you know get those services or products from anyone, and you have to decide, are you willing to do what it takes to satisfy that customer? You know I have a saying I like to treat every customer as if it's my only customer. you know and that, and that's something that's that's really, Really key in, in being a business owner, and you know, are you willing to do those things to show that you appreciate that customer's business, so that they, they stay with you and and they refer you to uh, to others for for your you know for other business opportunities. So you know it's a, that that vision. I mean, you have to really be able to look at that, and determine where do you want to go, and are you willing to do the things it's going to take to get there? Because there are you know a lot of sacrifices that come with it. It's, I like think everyone sees, you know, the successful business. They see the end result, you know, and, and someone's got a company and offices all over the world and they're the boss and they get to call the shots, all of that, and you get to be the, you know, everybody want, I think wants to be that top dog in an organization. Right. But, but there, there's a lot that comes with being that top dog, right? I mean, if there's problems, they come to the top dog. You know, any of those challenges, I mean, everyone is looking up, to say how are we going to how are we going to deal with this situation and 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 it's definitely something that you have to decide if it's something that you really want you really want to do
1: that's that's key that you say that i'm that's tweetable right there that question you asked are you willing to do what it takes in order to sustain a successful business? I read a statistic here recently. According to the Small Business Administration, approximately 90% of small businesses fail within the first two years of operation. And some of the contributing factors they pointed to was, were a lack of knowledge and experience in handling challenges that companies face. Talk about core. What were some of the challenges that you faced that, have, that you've been able to obviously navigate? You've been in business for 17 years now. Uh, Talk a little bit about maybe some of those early days. What was that like? How did you navigate some of those challenges?
3: That, that's a that's a great a great question, Michael. So, you know, I think about some of the earlier challenges, and and the biggest challenge was, you know, as I stated before, I, I worked for the Department of Immigration. You know, I was in a large government agency where, you know, I was involved with providing computer services. Uh, so, I was a hands-on technical person to go into a business that you were providing technical services, but I'm not the guy that's going to be doing the hands-on technical services. I'm, now I go from being a, a, a technical person to a manager, leader, strategist. And mm-hmm. there was no one that gave me this folder that said, here's everything that you're going to need to know about this. This is how you're going to deal with those challenges that you're going to be faced with. Most of those things were learned as I as I continue now school is good, uh, work expense all that all those are good things but there's, I don't know if there's anything that can really prepare you for what you're going to deal with except to actually be in that position. Now you know I have other colleagues that have started companies where they've worked for you know in a company with a parent and and have, been, and have learned you know you know firsthand knowledge of working with mom or dad is running a company and they get to see some of those things and then when they start the company, you know, it's kind of an easier transition. But I, that situation was not one that I, that I had. I, you know, I had to go out there I had to figure it out. When you get the first customer, a customer's not thinking, okay, this is your first contract, right? right. I mean, you know, it's just like when you go into a restaurant, you want good food. So you're not know, thinking, hey, the store, you know, this restaurant just open, and we'll give you guys a chance to figure this out. You know, we're paying money and we're paying money for a service. And right. in, the early, in the early days, it's really all about what you're going to to do. I mean, because new Vision then and now is, you know, is synonymous with Ted Bell. So all I had was my name in the early days. You know, it's, it's interesting when you think about most customers want to see, you know, past performance. They want to see where you've done the work before. You know, you're not going to go to a doctor that this is the first time that this doctor has done a certain type of a procedure, would you? So in the business, I, have to, I had to con- try to convince people that, hey, you know, we haven't done this before as a company, but, you know, here's some things that I may have done that are like what I'm going to do for you. Um, I need you to give me a chance, and I'm going to be that person that's going to make sure that this happens. So in earlier days, yeah, were, there were some folks that allowed themselves to be, you know, I guess the giddy pigs, the new core vision to kind of come in and work through an understanding of how to to provide services and and some of those initial customers were you know blessed and, and and really appreciative that they that they gave us an opportunity. but building that path performance was critical to being able to expand into other business markets and uh, and, and, other, uh, and other, uh, another 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 and additional customer base.
1: can you share a time where you did run into difficulty. Tell us a little bit about an experience that you had where maybe you questioned yourself. Did I do the right thing? I mean, let's face it. You had a good government job, but you uh, you stepped out. Was there a time where there was slim pickings or you ran into you ran up against the wall and was like, hey, did I do the right thing? Did you ever have any moments like that?
3: I, I, don't, I don't think there was a time where I doubted. That I did the right thing as far as okay. make, making this jump because I really love what I do. But there are times that I, you know, that's a question, you know, decisions because you know, you'll get a. There's times that you'll you'll get this opportunity to get a certain type of a contract, and you want that contract. You know, your business needs that contract, and you're and, and you're confident as a as a as a leader in an organization that you're going to be able to figure out whatever it takes to get that work done. Now, once they you sign on a dotted line, now you got to make it happen. At that point, right. you know all you know all the the lights are on you. And there's been some times in the past that you know that I've had to sit back and go, God, how am I going to get this done? You know, um, and how am I going to meet these these deadlines?" And right. and, and, and then sometimes uh, even some some customers have requirements that change from what they wanted you to do initially, where they say, I may want you to paint this wall blue, and then halfway through, they decide they want you to paint this wall red. And how do you make those adjustments in order to meet that requirement without actually putting yourself uh, in, a, in a hole? And so it's all – no no day is the same, no opportunity is the same, no customer is the same. And so you just have to be able to – Kind of roll with the, the punches punches, you know. Per se, when you're when you are uh, when you're in
1: this uh, when you're in business. You know, when you were talking earlier about being on your job and you were building the skills and the expertise that you needed, it sounded like you were building the confidence that way. When it was time for you to launch out into your business, you were prepared, and it made me think about a. It made me come with a spiritual perspective i was thinking about you know king david and you know all, many of us are com- are familiar with the story of you know david and goliath uh, yeah. that that was his his claim to fame in many ways that put him on the map but what people don't oftentimes point to is that david was a shepherd beforehand he had already yeah. killed some bears and some lions and i don't know about you but if you can handle a bear and a lion <laughs> a dude you know kind of pales in comparison so sure. when you talk about, you know, you were working where you were, building the skills that you needed in order to step out, help our listeners out there, Ted. I, that, that's important, to work where you are. That way when it's time for you to emerge and step out, you're ready for it. Take us back to that point in time for you. What do they need to know about that?
3: Well, I, I think that each each. Step along the way. It, it, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I'll just give a, an example. I think when I like I mentioned earlier, I, I worked for the Department of Immigration and uh, Naturalization Service, and I started working there while I was in high school. And when I went to college at Norfolk State, I worked at the Norfolk sub office in Norfolk, Virginia for INS. And then okay. I then I I did an internship with headquarters once I once I finished college. And the interesting thing is is that through all those places I I continue to to grow. You know, I continue to grow as far as, you know, dress and presentation, so much so that once I got my company started, one of my initial contracts was with Immigration and Naturalization Service. So a lot of people that had an opportunity to watch me kind of go through, you know, this maturation process to becoming the president of a company. You know, they'll say, "Well, you know, I remember seeing you and how you did things back when you were working here in college, or wow. when you were working here in high school, and you know." And, and so, it's very, very important to to prepare yourself. Uh, you know, try to prepare yourself for where you where you where you where you, where you, are, where you want to go. I mean, you just ne- you just never know. You know, and it's almost like you are talking about you dress for the position that you that you uh, want, not necessarily the position that you're in. And so I think that I was always kind of thinking that way, and you know how I presented myself, and and you know with every place that I that I worked, and a lot of those relationships along the way again have led to being, you know to uh, becoming customers.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, Ted, in dealing with so many clients and staff on a day-to-day basis, that's got to present a set of unique challenges. What are some of those? challenges, and how do you navigate doing this? Uh, help our listeners out there. What are some of the strategies for working with people? Oh,
3: Now, that, that right there is, is in working with people. I think, first, sure you have to really like people. I see. You have, to like, you have to like people. You have to understand people, and that doesn't mean that you understand everything about people, but you got to understand that you know, when you're dealing with a person, you're dealing with everything that has shaped that person, you know, from education, where they grew up, you know, experiences that they've had, both positive and negative, you know, what's going on with them in, at home that particular day, and you can't take it personal, you know, whether that's a customer or whether that's a whether that's an employee, and if you can think about it that way in a way in which you're not going to take it personal and that you know that... You know, sometimes it's not necessarily about you. Why this this customer is acting this way, or this employee is is acting this way. And it kind of helps you when you're uh, when you're dealing with the, with a person and how to best communicate. And and it requires you also to to really work on true listening, which is a hard thing for a lot of us. And sometimes I can say hard for me as well. Just listening to what this person is saying and maybe what they're not saying. And and the discussions and I think as you continue to to build on on those skills I think it helps you in and dealing with the challenges that you have and I'll tell you I mean and people all the time and like, I have a business I'm like business okay you know but the business part is the easy part my
0: <laughs> you
3: know it's the it's the people part because the people part is it's it's so dynamic you know I mean you can take a a piece of paper, a box or something, and you can just move that item and it will move over there and most likely stay until you move it or someone else moves it. But when you're dealing with a person, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, why'd you move me? Why'd you move me earlier? Why'd you move someone right. else? You know, I mean, it's, it's so many different things that come along with dealing with people. And you have to, again, take all that into consideration. And, and you have to, and another thing that I, I really work on is just being kind of just easy, just being even. You know, I don't get too excited for good. I don't get too down for bad because everyone is watching me to see how I deal with situations. You know, and and I I have to say, you know, there has been times in the past, and one particular time where there was some business opportunities that I really, really thought that we were going to be successful in capturing, and we didn't. And that one day, is was one of the few days at work, and it was years ago, that I showed it, you know, where I think I really showed that I was down. And one right. of my, my staff at that time uh, basically came to me and was just like, you know, Ted, you got to shake that off. You know, it was mm-hmm. that moment there because... All along that staff member had seen me do that for everyone else. But that one day, my team was a day that I was like, Whoa, okay, this right I just picked this blow and I'm you know, for this moment let me let me just let me be down. Mm-hmm. One thing that I did say even after hearing that, I said, you know, I'll be like that today, but tomorrow I'll be right back on it. So I'm gonna have this moment right now because of disappointment, there's always disappointment in business and in life. But tomorrow I'll be right back. And so, but I was appreciative that the person realized at that moment that, you know, okay, Ted, you might need you might need a little encouragement right here, and was right. able to give that to give that to me. But uh, but yeah, it was definitely a it was definitely one of those moments.
1: So it's very important to surround yourself with positive people because I know I can only imagine you know dealing in business on the scale that you're on. You're going to have discouraging moments. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about leadership. Leadership. How would you describe your style of leadership? Um, what have been some changes or some lessons learned? Because I know we were talking one time offline, and you were sharing with me um, how a lot of these lessons you had to learn the hard way. You sure. know, you had to you you had to experience what not to do many times and sure. and you you're still emerging. I know I am. I'm still emerging. Sure. Um how would you describe your leadership style? What are some lessons learned that our audience can take away?
4: My
3: my, my leadership style, I think it it's definitely always uh you know, it continues to evolve, you know, it's, a, it's one that, you know, it's definitely focused on, on listening, it's focused on on collaboration. You know, I like to get input. You know, I don't want to to to, to come off as a you know, as a as a, as a dictator in, in any you know, in any regard. But, you know, I, I like to make sure that, you know, everyone can can have have some discussion and can you know try to strive to get that buy in. But Mike, at the end of the day, I mean, if a decision is going to be made, I'm gonna make it, right? Because, like I said to you before, that you know, at the top, it all starts and ends with you, and it has to be right. something that that I, you know, that I feel, you know, you know, good about. Because again, you know, I'm signing my my name to it. But but the leadership is is really, you know, it, 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 it's it's collaborative when necessary. It's um, it's mentoring. When necessary, I think my my leadership style is one in which it, it changes again depending on who i'm who I'm talking to you know I have younger employees, some older employees have more experienced employees each of those employees requires a different type of uh of interaction with me as a, as, <laughs> right. a leader,
0: right.
3: as a as a leader and and you, and you have to know that you have to know that this person right here may need me to have a one-on-one and just go grab lunch or coffee and just say, hey, you know, right. I, I understand what you're going through, right? And then some people, you know, you have to do the, you know, the rah-rah and then some people, they just don't operate well. So I don't think it's a, a one-size kind of fits, fits all approach to leadership. I think you just have to, to continue to tweak it, you know, as as necessary. But I but what I will say is I'm am an open person and I'm, I'm I'm open mm-hmm. to to people coming to me and having discussions. I don't I'm I'm I don't a lot of people say I'm you know I'm really nice, you know I think I think I'm nice, Mike. But you know, and again, at a certain point a decision is going to be made, and, and all the times, you know, you know everyone may not be on the same page, but. You know they do know that they can come to me, have a conversation, I'm not going to be the guy that's gonna be yelling and slamming the door, and all that that's, that's not my style. you know, but it is it is a, a style that you know that that uh, takes everyone's you know feelings and everyone professional and and, and takes you know takes all that into into account.
0: Mike,
2: you stay there. Ted, I think we did lose Mike for a second. He'll be calling right back in. And um, we'll we'll just go ahead and continue on until he comes back. You know, um, Ted, I I was mentioning earlier that I had an opportunity to actually sit in on one of your classes. And um, the things you do to reach out to the community are are really special. And and what brought you to that point where you felt that you were – um, at a point where you needed to share some of that expertise with the masses in a way that would help other businesses to grow.
3: Well, I I think that, that you, you, I don't have a, I really like what I do. So because I like what I do, I enjoy talking to people about it. Again, it's hard to to turn off. But I know that when I first started, one of the things that I did, and I didn't mention this earlier, I went and talked to several presidents and CEOs of companies just to find out. You know how they got started. What were some of the things that they they did? Challenges and and after probably talking to maybe ten different business owners, you know I saw some things that were you know pretty consistent amongst those. folks. And that was kind of like a checklist that I had. And so those are the types of things that I talk to um, individuals about that are interested in and being in, in business. So, to, so for me again, I, I enjoy talking about this. I'm always open to having Discussions with uh, with people that are that are interested in, in, in starting a business, you know. Again, I think that, you know, no matter what the business is that you decide to, to go into, I mean, there's definitely some similarities and uh, the types of challenges that you're that you're going to be facing. And I think that some of the lessons learned, you know, I, I there were folks that were that took the time to to share those with me, and so I have no problem sharing those with others.
2: Yeah and you do a really good job too you also have you. um brought in a lot of other experts in other fields and you've really you know thought clearly about all the things that people might need to be able to um get over the hurdles that face them in starting a new business and um and and I just want to say as well um the first time I really had a chance to really talk with you and meet you is um you offered your um conference room for um Reggie uh, Williams event, The Tie that Binds, that was working with um, young um, African-American men who were in trouble coming out of the system um, in a room full of, you know, young people where everyone either had a, a GPS or um, an ankle bracelet on. Um, you mm-hmm. opened your doors up and um, partnered with him to be able to reach out to the community even more in areas that you're not familiar with. And tell us about that.
3: Well, I just was very excited about that opportunity when it was presented to me because, I mean, we all know that most, most of us, I mean, you know, that have been able to, to get through school and, and, you know, get into our careers, I mean, we've all been faced with, with moments where we had to make the right decision, and sometimes we didn't make the right decision. Um, you know I was blessed to and those bad decisions not make the decision that was you know such a life changing life altering decision that impacted my you know my career or, or my you know my 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 ability to uh you know to to be free you know and so having this opportunity to to talk to these young men i mean it was it was really interest interesting because i that that morning I recall seeing all these guys in the in our in our uh, our lobby area, and just all of them just seemed so close, so tight. Cause I if they mm-hmm. just didn't know what this was, what this was going to be about, they were coming and saying good morning, and half those guys in there, you know, barely looked your way. You could, you could just like crickets. You could barely hear anyone say hello. But then once those guys got into the into the room, and and yourself and others that were there had an opportunity to talk to those guys and bond, and, and then even after that, getting together and having lunch. I and mean, you just started to see that there wasn't much difference between those guys and, and us. It was just someone taking the time to, to have a discussion with them and, and hear, you know, their challenges and let them know that, hey, you may see us in these suits and these ties, but there's really not much difference and we we understand what you're going through, and that you have some people here that care enough about you to want to help you to to make uh you know to 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 accomplish some things with your life so it was, again it was just a it was a great experience and you know, I look forward to to more experiences uh, like that
1: yeah hey Ted, and let I, me
2: I, ask you. go right ahead Mike no Mike that was
1: a great question you asked him I did want to ask him about when you think about new core vision what are some of the adjectives that you hope others would use to describe the company what do you, and what do you see moving forward
3: dependable responsive um, i mean those are some of those things caring i mean just those are the things that, that i would like for uh, you know for our customers to see and not, and not only just from a customer standpoint, but even from an employee standpoint. So, you know, two areas that that we we stress within within our company is is what we call people care, which is how we deal with our, our employees. And and then customer care, which is again like that sounds how we deal with our customers. And, you know, my philosophy is, you know, you know, good people care plus good customer care. Equals success, All right? I mean, any of those areas that you don't address um, is going to impact your your, your bottom line as part of an organization. So you have to continuously think about how do I, you know, make these employees feel like this is a place that they want to to work. You know, again, as I mentioned before, I want every customer. You know, I want to treat every customer as if they're our only customer. I want to treat every employee like it's our only employee. And, you know, that, and, that, and that's something that, you know, I, I've always thought about even you know, or strived for even from the beginning of the company. And that's, you know, and as you get more employees in the company, it gets to be a challenge sometimes because you get so caught up in the day-to-day that you got to sometimes stop and go, okay, I need to go down here to, to a customer site and I need to touch my employees. I need to go to lunch, take my employees to lunch or you know, I need to go down here and see this customer. I know I'm, I'm busy trying to capture the next
0: contract,
3: but I have to remember the contracts that I have in place, the people that I have in place, or what's making it possible for me to, uh, you know, for the company to, uh, to sustain.
1: Now let's talk about moving forward. Now I know you have a burning desire for your company to be a Fortune 500 company. What are some of the challenges? Talk about that passion what that drives you to get there. What do you think it's going to take to help get you there?
3: What is it what going to take? Um, well, right now in the, in the technology arena, I mean, as you know, it's ever-changing. You know, the things that we were doing 10 years ago, five years ago, even two years ago, even last year, I mean, you have to always continue to, to keep moving forward. And sometimes the, I think the challenge is, is, if you don't get some of the, the, the newer, um, some, of the, you know, some of the younger talent into your organization,
0: you're going to right. continue
3: doing things the way that you, you've done it for so long. I mean, with things that are happening now in areas, of you know, social media and health IT and, and cybersecurity, I mean, you know, you, got, you got to go out and, and continue to, to get some of the, some of the, you know, the brightest young minds to come into your organization. To, to help do that.
0: Right. So
3: in order for us to grow and to get to that next level, I think we need to continue to build our our capabilities, we need to continue to, to bring in young talent that that's willing to, you know, to, to help push this company, uh, push this company along. So I think that's the difference between, you know, the companies that get to those those levels. That they've been able to have a good mix of employees that are experienced, and have done this for some time, along with you know some uh, some of the younger talent coming in, and, and, and that blend helping to continue to uh, push the company
1: forward. And you know it's important that you say that. When again, I keep coming back to the question you said earlier: Are you willing to do what it takes? And throughout our conversation with you, I hear you know you got to stay hungry. You got to stay You've got to think who's, the, who's that, that talent that's going to help take you to the next level. Um, talk to our listeners a little bit about that, the need to be passionate about what it is that you do. Because if not, in many ways, you know, I think that's where that 90% that don't make it fall. You managed to be in that 10%. Talk about that hunger, that drive. I, I want to dig into that a little bit more because uh, I'm sure as a CEO, if you're not passionate Others won't be passionate. Talk about that.
3: You know, it's interesting. You know, one of the our uh, our culture is built around what we call P four, which is people, passion, professionalism, and performance. And that right there is is, is, a, is a foundation of, of everything that 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 we do.
4: And and, it's, and it
3: starts with me. You know, and how you know I deal with. People, and I think we've, we've talked about that. And, you know, and then and the professionalism side, again, I think we've talked yeah. about that. And then, you know, the passion, I mean, you've know, you got to love this. you got to love this. I mean, it's like I can, I've talked to you, Mike, about, about, about the show and how you talk about the show and, and then the energy that I get from you when you talk about the show, that you have, and it, I mean, it, and it's, and, and I hope that you feel that same energy and passion for me when I talk about new coordination. vision. those are the things that it's going to take to, to, to actually get you to. Uh, and that's what everybody feeds off of, you know. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's not that every day I'm always up, but every day I gotta be up. Right. I and mean, that's just the, the reality. But I think you have to. I feel like you have to really you gotta, you gotta love what you do you know, in order to be in order to be passionate about it. I mean, you just yeah. like it, you know, I think it's gonna be too easy for you to be like, okay, well today I just don't really feel like doing this. Right. I mean, there's, there's never a day that I go to work that I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. You know? I mean I remember Michael when I worked for the government and I remember one day in the afternoon and mm-hmm. I guess, you know, to sound bad that I say this but this one particular day was a day that I wasn't even really doing what I should have been doing at work. I was at work putting together our first logo,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and I remember it. I was just like, man, is this is what the logo for Newcore Vision is gonna look like. You know, I remember when we had our first website, and I remember always just going www.newcorevision and showing <laughs> that to everyone all the time. And People were like, if you show me that one more time. I remember getting my, you know, getting business cards right, and,
2: yeah. and people.
3: Ted, if you give me another one of those business cards, I said, look. <laughs> I you, you need to have a box up around you because when you need when you when you need to do something, I don't know what you're saying, you couldn't find my number. Right? right. So well so I and so I think it's the thing of what's happened over the years is, you know, people that, again, when they talk about new core vision, the first thing they say, Oh, Ted Feld Or if they talk about Ted Feld they say, Oh, you know, new core vision? You know, because they because I have continued to just they've they've really have, have all have for several years of seeing that be such a part of me. And, you know, and, and, and I just don't, I just think that you have to be that way as a leader in an organization. I just think that you just, you, you have to continue to have that, that light turned on and, you know, and, and, and in order for this thing to, to get to the levels that you wanted to, to get to and to sustain.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you talk about that and that, that passion and that, that desire and that service um, you think about, you know, the definition of leadership from a biblical perspective, that servant leadership. And sometimes you, you talked about it earlier, Ted, you know, people see Loft and they see CEO, they see president, and there is a certain amount of, you know, respect that is deserved that comes with that. Um, but oftentimes people don't see that person who's there late at night. Uh you know, who's putting in the extra time and, and to me that has to deal with with partnerships and getting other people you talked about it earlier getting people to buy into the vision it's not just ted's vision you know it's new vision and, and mike right. fordham you can jump in on this too you know part of the reason why i'm on this broadcast is it's because of partnerships it took you know mike fordham you know giving me this opportunity or uh, well, god led him to give me this opportunity you collaborate with people that um, recognize it's not all about them. I call it, you know, in many ways, you know, God's janitor, if you will. You know, that, sometimes people think, you know, the visionary, but no, the, 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 you talked about community service one time. No, I'm in there making sandwiches with you guys,
2: you know, sure.
1: that roll up your sleeves. Let's do whatever it takes to get it done. And both, either one of you can chime in on that.
2: Well, I just want to say, Ted, um, one of the things that impressed me about you, this was at a time where I'm looking to serve the community as well and my vision for social digital media, which is a public studio where people can come and produce content like this. So I thought to myself, I need to really look at people who are out there reaching out to small business owners and others, too, and understand exactly what they're doing and, um, you know, what the um, the end game is and, you know, helping people and what a structure could look like to be able to reach out to folks. And that's what really brought me. Of course, I wanted the information as well as a small business owner. But um, just to drop in and to understand that, that's really what I took away from that um, class that day. And I just wanted to, you know, when Mike came in before, I just wanted to commend you for also being um, the icon that you are of, of a successful businessman and someone who um, serves the church because part of what turned those yeah. young people around was actually hearing you speak and seeing you. I mean, they have one opinion of you when they first saw you in the lobby, but once you got out there and you spoke and, you know, they realized that they're in your office, this is your business. It really, you know, set the tone. And, you know, these kids were picking up pens and taking down notes after that point. So I, I just wanted to commend you for y- your presence and the way you have an impact on people.
3: Oh, thank you I, I, I appreciate that yeah you I, know I, was I, def- to... I, de- I definitely feel that you know community services is, is, is key I mean we have our NVI cares for community initiatives where we you know have, have fed uh, homeless and less fortunate in d c we participated in back to school uh, mm-hmm. supply drives and We've participated in Susan G. Coleman, I mean, we've done all these things. And to be honest with you, it's when you do those things, not only does it make you feel good, but then you also you also will be blessed in return for that. I mean, there's so many times that I've had customers that have said they heard about us doing this in the community or an employee that we've been trying to recruit, saying this is the thing, what you're doing in the community has been the uh, the thing to help me to to decide to come to Core. And so again, I just think that it's something that, you know, that 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 you benefit on several different ways when you when you give back, and uh, and to me that's something that is, uh, you know, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to to get me to do that.
1: Yeah, and uh, I was able to participate in that event that Mike was talking about, where we, the necktie ceremony, and I saw that impact. Um, are there other? Community service initiatives or visions that you see for New down the road.
3: Again, one of the things that we're we're doing now is we're we continuing to, to look at ways that we can uh, that we can reach out more. where Our office is located within Prince George's County, but uh, my business partner Ezra and I both are from uh, Arlington, Virginia. So we've supported Wakefield High School Tech Fairs, where we've actually had staff that have participated on panels, judging judging uh, various, uh, you know, technology uh, presentations the students have, uh, have done. We've given money for scholarships for our fraternity. So right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that we continue to, to do and to think about different ideas and on how we can continue to, to build our, our MBI CARES initiatives. And again, that's something that we're committed to and we're also uh, excited about.
1: Awesome, awesome. Ted, we want to just give you a chance here um, to just share with our listeners some some parting thoughts, some things that you want them to know. Um, just share your heart about, you know, whether it's your road to getting here, what it takes to maintain a successful business. I just wanted to turn the flow over to you for a while to just share um, what's on your heart and mind.
3: Uh, certainly. So really it, it, it's all about – if you, if you want to to get a, a business going, I mean, you know, the 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 first thing is that it really gets people think, you know how you know I gotta, you gotta do this business plan, I gotta have all this stuff laid out, I gotta do all these different things in order to get a business going. But really, the once you once you have that idea and you give birth to that idea and then you go out and you get a tax ID number, I mean, you're you're basically open for business.
0: Right.
3: Now it's what you, now it's you know what are you gonna do? After that, you know, are you know, you're gonna, you know, continue to to dream about, you know, a business and success? Are you gonna get up and? Are you gonna wake up and work for it? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. And and I just think that, you know, I I love talking to entrepreneurs. I love, sometimes a lot of times people are you know excited about having an opportunity to speak to me, but a lot of times I'm excited to speak to that person because. If you're just getting started, it takes me back to to where I, where I when I first got started, right? And sometimes you just need that that boost of energy that someone that's you know fresh that has not dealt with any of the setbacks and you know they're thinking, hey, everything is going to be you know it's going to be perfect. You know, sometimes it's just good to have a conversation with someone like that and 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 and, and be able to capture some of that some of that energy. But you got to be looking at this for. Uh, you know, for the long haul. You know, you know, you're doing this again, as I stated before. Are you doing this to make a lot of money, or are you doing this because you know you really want to have a business? You really want to 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 build something and watch it watch it grow. And you got to determine, you know, if, you know, you know what 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 are your motives for doing this, and you know, are you ready to? To, uh, to provide, you know, service. Are you ready to serve? I mean, again, that's you know, how I look at it. I mean, you have to be willing to serve. I always use this example in my office, and I think people, probably employers are probably getting tired of me saying it, but I always make reference to Chick-fil-A. You know, mm-hmm. before, and, and you go and you walk to the counter, and the, and the, uh, the person will say to you, now, how may I serve you? I mean, that's really what this is about. You know, and it's been time I've gone to Chick-fil-A where I haven't even gotten into the door all the way in then And someone's been like, how can I serve you? Like, I'm across the room. It's like, I'm I'm so ready and willing to serve you. We're happy to have you here. We appreciate your business. You know, we want you to come back.
0: Mm-hmm. With,
3: you know, you know, everyone is not really, you know, you have to, de- have to determine if you're really program, if you're really if you really can get yourself to that point if that's you know, that whole level of, of, of being a of being a servant because that's what you that's what you are. You everyone wants a certain type of service when you go out to a restaurant or a hotel or wherever you go, you want five star service, right? Are you are you are you willing to give five star service? You know, and if you're mm. not then maybe running a business is not the, the thing for you to do. If mean, you think it's just about being able to call a shot and make a lot of money and all of that, it really comes down to, to being humble. You know, yeah. can you you know, can you be humble? Can you say, Hey hey customer, you know, whatever this is, you know, you know, I, I wanna make this a I wanna make this the best experience. And I'll be honest, it doesn't mean that I always or we've always got it right. Sometimes when you drop the ball, you need to be able to go back to the coach the customer and say, you know what, we dropped the ball on this. You know, we dropped the ball. we give us an opportunity to make this right because, you know, we value your business. And, you know, as the president and CEO of your organization, you set the tone for everyone else on what the expectations are for your customers. Again, you got to treat every customer as if it's your only customer or you
2: all, you all have them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ted, well, you, you said when you said that. You know, to tell you the truth, uh, that's that's your litmus test right there. If you're not ready to treat every customer like they're your only customer, you may not be ready to step out, or this may not be your life's true passion.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that entrepreneurial spirit, you know, in many ways, is one of the pillars that makes. America great, those risk-takers, those visionaries such as yourself that are out there, you know, on the front lines making it happen, providing those goods and services. Uh, and, Ted, I can I can say, you know, you do it with precision and you do it with integrity. We thank you for joining us today. Man, I, I know you were a blessing to me personally. Uh, uh, thank you. Thanks for you.
3: being here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here and, uh, you know, honored for, you know, you all giving me this, this invitation and opportunity to, Share a little bit about myself and, uh, and New Core Vision, and, I, and I, I look forward to uh, to further discussions in the future.
1: Absolutely, Thank we'd you. love to have you back on. I got a feeling, Mike, uh, this conversation about entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors needs to continue. I think uh, uh, a lot of people are hungry for these nuggets and these tools.
2: Absolutely, I mean, everyone needs some help. And to, you know, have some guidance and experience from someone who's truly uh, made an impact on the industry and done things the right way um, is valuable, valuable information. So um, I hope we'll have him on again, maybe with a panel of other folks, too, that are, are, you know, business experts. Absolutely. I
3: think think that would be great. You know, one thing I want to mention that's kind of funny is that, uh, you know, when I first came on the show and I heard the music in the background and uh, the Brown Bag music
0: and I was like,
3: man, that's really cool. I kind of heard Mike in the background, you know I, know. I don't know, Mike, were you rapping or something? I was like, man, that's
0: good. <laughs> you know, I said,
3: Mike. I said, you know, I said, listen to Mike. And then the thing is funny though, and I just have to share this. but I said, Mike. I said
1: the Brown Bag, and I said, man, Mike
3: Brown. Hey, you, man, got you gotta take think- the Brown
1: Bag is. So <laughs> I was
0: like, man. I got Man, you got to thank Mike Fordham for that
1: in many ways. Yeah, he uh, I
0: said, I said, came from
1: and and it's yeah. a little secret. I hadn't posted or anything, but that's me doing the vocals and and all of that on there with with uh, my good buddy uh, Eric Washington. Big shout out to him for producing the track, yeah. and I did uh, I did the vocals in the backgrounds and all that. So it, it's been it was oh, a good yeah. experience. So we might have got a rapping career or something.
2: No, no, platform. no, not that's not rap. <laughs> no, that's the that's bitch talking in the background. Ah, not, not uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit too much motivation right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I gotta stay in my lane. That's right. That's right. Was,
3: but
2: that was that was great. But again, thank you both. All thank, right, you. thank you. Okay, Mike. So we got Akia. So if you're ready, let's go. Awesome. Hey, Akia, how are you?
4: I'm great. How are you?
1: I am great. I am great. Akia, we're so glad to have you on today. Um, Now to our audience, listen, Akia Garnett, I called her Miss Brand Builder. Uh, She is tremendous. She's a speaker and a co-author of Seen and Sustained for Small and Diverse Businesses. Uh, She's an an author. She's a mom. She's just just awesome. We love you, Akia, and you know it. (laughs)
4: I so. You're too kind. You're too kind. (laughs) Thank you. The feeling is definitely mutual. You guys are great.
0: Awesome.
1: Thank you. And, Mike, um, hey, we've got a big announcement, Mike. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: we do. Um, You know, we're excited because we're looking to, you know, build this – this segment, and um, in the near future, um, Akia is going to be presenting her own show, and we're just going to give you a little bit of background and help you to understand who this amazing woman is um, in this short segment. And then, um, in a couple of weeks, we'll come back and we'll have her actually do her uh, first premiere show on A Measure of Truth, on network, um, under her own name. That uh, I don't know even know if we have the name yet. We do
4: have the name. You're you funny. <laughs> Are you sure? So yes, I am. It's the Kia okay. Garnett show.
2: Okay, awesome.
4: Well, it's just cool. that simple. Yeah, there
2: you go. <laughs> it's just
4: that simple, and the key I'm up- really excited.
1: We're, we're excited too and you and I we've talked offline and, and you've got a lot of other things that you do in media outlets that you're on so in many ways you're already you know out there in media doing a lot of big things um, but before we talk about the show help our audience understand a little bit more about you the person um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how that's led you to get to this place where you're now ready to launch the Akia Garnett show
4: oh thank you for that question Mike, um, first of all, again, thank you for the opportunity to share my uh, message today about the launch of the IKEA Garnet Show. It it has been a long time coming. I've been wanting to uh, use uh, radio as a platform, but I needed to continue working on some other things that um, needed to be closed out before I could do this and really get the commitment and priority that it deserves and so again I want to say thank you to uh, to you for that um, regarding what I'm doing uh, in my life I'm as you said a mom raising my children I am a CEO of a company so I'm running my business I'm working with my clients I am also um, pretty involved in the community, so I support various entrepreneurship programs throughout the area. Mm -hmm. I am an author, so I uh, certainly spend time helping people understand the publications that I've um, supported and my own workbook that I've done in collaboration with a few other women entrepreneurs who are just wonderful, and I'm a speaker, and so I uh, go and speak to people and help them understand how they can maximize the impact of the gifts and talents that they have in the communities that they serve. And so um, that's uh, pretty much what I'm focused on at this uh, season in my life.
1: That's awesome. And, and I know uh, in about two weeks, I'm really excited about having you on for the entire hour to discuss, you know, all things Akia Garnett, and I'm, I'm building this show, with the Kia Garnett Experience, because once people experience you, there's a lot that comes with that, and I've, I've experienced that personally. Let's talk a little bit about the show. Um, what, take us into the heart of what it is that you want the Kia Garnett Show to, to display. Take us into what you really want to accomplish.
4: Well, I want to help people move from where they are to a greater place of clarity, both within themselves and also within the communities where they are situated professionally, personally, where they want to go, helping them also to reach back into the things that they've been able to do in life and find ways to leverage those things, even when they don't particularly see the benefit of um, how that might be able to be helpful to their target and communities, um, target audiences and communities. And so, this is a, a mixture, if you will, of business and personal, of private and public. It is all those things that we say are supposed to be kept separate, but in actuality, we know that business is personal, and in order for us to make an impact on the world, we've got to be able to show who we are when we show up as who we are. And so this is going to help people to understand how to break down some of the walls, that we have been told by society must be up in order for us to be received in certain audiences in order for us to be received in certain communities in certain networks, uh, we show up a certain way, we dress a certain way, we talk a certain way, we have a certain credentialing on our on our collar, and most times those things can shadow who we really are and why we want to be a part of a particular focus or a particular movement or mission. And so I want to help people to show up as them, as their full selves so that they are alive in every single moment of life and not just moving through life, uh, looking at different goals as opportunities to accomplish things until they get a chance to really be who they are. And having worked with visionaries and entrepreneurs and stars over the last years in life i I can tell you that um, most people hold their breath until they get to that place where they are wanting to finally get to so that they can be themselves so that they can relax and enjoy what they've worked hard for and what i'm saying is that we don't have to wait until we get anywhere to be who we are Mm. we are who we are right now, and the sooner we can embrace that, then we can enjoy any chapter in our life and not have to wait until we get there. And so I want to use the Akia Garnett Show to help people understand how to be your full self, your whole self, your authentic self, wherever you are, being able to leverage your private, and personal experiences and professional experiences so that you can live a fuller life today and not just in the future.
1: You know, and I've had a chance to talk with you um, personally, and I remember you sharing a story one time of how sometimes you'll sit down with business owners or CEOs, and what you notice is, and I want you to elaborate on this, uh, is that many times they won't reach the heights of their business careers until they deal with some of the personal issues so it sounds like your show is really going to people are going to get to see that other side of akia that 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 personal side that can help them move on with their business pursuits is that does that strike a chord with you in any way i
4: i think so absolutely i think it's uh the superficialities of building a resume for ourselves Mm -hmm. and You know, we're doing this based out of the Washington, D.C. area, and, of course, everybody in this area is overly educated, overly credentialed, overly Mm -hmm. paid, overly wealthy. And so um, they have learned how to show up. But when we are alone and processing those successes, um, there tends to be a tremendous lack of the ability to live during Mm -hmm. the goal goal. Uh, the goal-conquering process. And so uh, the point here is to help people understand that when you show up for a job interview or you show up for that um, loan or you show up for that presentation, there's not a person or a thing or a philosophy that you have to check at the door, that Mm. you get to bring all of those things with you, and the sooner we can get to the place of, you know, really talking about who we are and bringing all of that to the table. The sooner we can begin to build more substantive bonds with people, because that's the direction that we're going in business and social media and and marketing and in, in consumer behavior. Those things are driving right now the economy. But what's going to really be a part of that is the ability for people to see and feel a connection with. The ones who are asking of them uh, to be patronized. So if I'm uh, putting my new products and services out there, or I'm launching a new business, or I'm you know doing something that I want the world to embrace, uh, they uh, in the past had done that because the product was good or the service was good. But right. we have seen a request for an increase in substance, pure substance, authenticity. And so that's what I want to help people move toward because as soon as we can learn how to leverage not just our resume, as I said earlier, but our personal experiences, even those things that we may feel our failures in the eyes of society, but have really made us richer as people, then the sooner we may be able to connect with the very consumers, the very, the very uh, target audiences that we want to be able to help move from whatever place they are in life.
1: That's a that's a takeaway right there when you start talking about being your authentic self. Now, Mike, when you mentioned Akia having a show, I instantly saw the vision. Um, why Akia Garnett, Mike, right now? Why is she so critical uh, that that her platform be extended? Talk about what you saw in Akia and why the
2: time is right now. Well, first of all, I, I want to give Akia accolades as well as an MBA. Um, I first met with her, and I, I really got to understand just how deep um, her vision was in trying to help people to find out what the vision for their company and the mission is and You know, starting a a small business, um, she probed into areas that I I was not expecting. It it was a deep process, and it was a process that really resolves a lot of problems that would pop up down the road ahead of time. And it's really Mm. awkward to be able to see that. But she had the vision to be able to address those things first and foremost. And after, you know, going through that process, it really helped me to understand just how much she had to offer and her approach. <clears throat> to, excuse me. To actually um, helping businesses. The other thing is, is um, she's very tech savvy. Um, the things that she's doing with tweet chats, for instance, mm-hmm. um, th- that became a show for her. And when I heard about what she was doing, and, and I, I just understood the interaction and how she was able to leverage that and build her company and her brand, I, I really saw her talent and ability to pretty much go in any direction and present the same. IKEA Garnett in each and every um, venture, just like you said, the IKEA Garnett experience. (laughs) That's right.
4: Um, Thank you very much, um, Mike. You and I have been working on and off together now for, what, about two years or so? Mm -hmm. um, On your your vision and your mission uh, for social digital media, which is a beautiful vision. I'm excited about people actually being able to take part in uh, in molding it. I'm now taking part in molding it. Uh, my ground is taking part in molding it. And, and this mm-hmm. is just the beginning because you have so much that you're rolling out to help close that digital divide. Um, you are, you know, uh, wonderful for mentioning my tech savvy. I, I do try to stay on top of what's happening in technology because without it, you know, you pretty much are obsolete today. And that doesn't have anything to do with business, it has everything to do with survival. Everything is, is online. Everything is digital. Everything is, is gonna continue to move in that direction. And so not even just for people who are interested in, in launching a business or maintaining their brand. It's just for life. <laughs> and so the sooner yeah. you can embrace it, you know, the sooner, you know, folks can embrace it the better. I mean I had a keynote speech on last week and one of the things that I talked about was social media and how that 's changing the business landscape it has changed technology as a whole has changed the way that we do business, but it 's also changed the way that we live and so um, thank you for mentioning that because it is something that I will continue to keep a priority by not just talking about the things that are happening technologically in the United States but also around the world because we all feed each other as nations. America may be leading um, in many ways in terms of information savvy but uh, we still have genius that is popping up everywhere. And so I want to be able to bring information about what's happening in other countries back to the American consumer and business marketplace as well so that we can continue to enhance our ability to remain competitive as a nation. And so um, I appreciate you for saying that, and I appreciate you for allowing me to help you bring forth, along with my colleague, Molly Pompadit, who's the CEO of uh, Molly Creative, she and I both helped you to bring forth your vision and mission and now I'm uh, grateful to have the opportunity to help uh, play a part in the actual development and delivery of it so thank you for that and for um, seeing an opportunity uh, to help me expand my voice even more through radio. So you and I started talking about a potential radio show uh, earlier this year and we're now in October and it's coming to fruition and um, I just am grateful that we took the time to really think about it, to really um, be very wise and cautious in direction and when we aren't rushed but we allow things to mold and grow organically, then we can Mm. really hope and expect to see the greatest and uh, best experience as a result. So thank you.
2: Wow. You're welcome, and thank you, Akia. Really, uh, I'm, I'm happy that you came on board because I think that this is really a perfect fit, and I think we'll see that more and more as um, time goes on. The transitioning from um, your show to um, Michael's show is going to be just um, phenomenal, and I think we've got a great time segment for now. But we'll see where it grows in the future. But um, you know, it's a great start, and that's what you know. Businesses are all about. You, you really got to get a good running start to get things going and i think that we're ready to do that
4: great yeah absolutely i couldn't agree more
1: super excited akia any parting shots anything you want your listeners to know um any announcements any i know you um you got a lot of exciting (laughs) things going on and we certainly going to have you on in two weeks from now that's the plan to to really turn you loose all things akia garnett but any parting shots for our listeners
4: Well, I I want all my friends to know that uh, I will be reaching out to you to help you share your story on the Akira Garnett Show. Um, I have built uh, and actually celebrated my one-year anniversary for my brand chat. In July so uh, we only missed one week uh, for the full year and that week that we missed was uh, because the show is on Tuesday Christmas was on Tuesday last year so (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. the only week that we missed Uh, but other than that we brought 52 shows to uh, the world or 51 shows to the world last year um, between July and July of this year and that was wonderful and I intend to do the same. If God says the same, we will uh, have another year of success with My Brand Chat. And I also launched iBrandChat, Chat and iBrand. The i is uh, for international, so it's the international brand chat but we just use the i. And that one is um, on, on Tuesday nights. My Brand chat's on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern and uh, iBrand Chat is on Tuesday nights at 9.15. And both of those shows, the My Brand Chat focuses on domestic challenges that small businesses face and how they can address them. And uh, also not just domestic challenges, but also domestic successes. Um, International Brand Chat focuses on helping small business owners here in the States understand how to do business abroad, but it's also about helping small business owners or entrepreneurs or people that are interested in other countries understand how to navigate the American consumer or business marketplace. And so um, those are two things that I'd like to um, ask your audience to um, tune in to. You can find out information on both of those at mybrandchat.com, and it gives you instructions for how to join in the conversation. You can find an archive there which has... the the actual transcript for many of the shows that we've done, and um, you can expect that to be updated um, regularly. So that's uh, one thing that I would like to mention to your audience. The other thing I'd like to mention is that on yesterday, I made a big announcement that I will be traveling to Ghana, West Africa in December of this year, and I will be speaking uh, in two cities, in Accra and in Kumasi, and I will be speaking as part of a branding team that has launched a cosmetic line called Omolewa, and Omolewa is a Yoruba uh, term in uh, Nigeria that stands for beauty or beautiful, and we're going to be focused on beauty but my specific focus is on inner beauty and so mm. it all ties into the things that we've been talking about on uh, yours just with me talk, uh, dialing in today uh, regarding the internal work that must be done in order for us to bring yeah. forth that radiating light and so you know there are just a tremendous amount of cosmetic lines out uh, there there are tremendous amount of cosmetic lines there are a tremendous amount of cosmetic lines that are out there that focus on helping us enhance the way that we look. You've got exfoliators. You've got uh, all kinds of foundations and finishes, and you can do scrubs and peels. You can do everything you possibly mm-hmm. can. You can go and work out at the gym a billion hours a year, uh, you can just, you know, get a complete body wax. You can do everything you can to create the illusion of outer perfection. But that still doesn't fix the inside. And so in order for us to allow our radiating light to show up on the outside, there is some work that's required. And so uh, I will be talking about that um, in uh, in Ghana and I will continue to talk about that in the States and that really is um, the premise of the work that I do when it comes to seeing and sustained, and uh, the um, brand building that I do for small business owners and entrepreneurs. It has and, and will continue to be about helping them tap into what's special about them, helping them to polish that and then to bring forth its light.
1: Wow. Congratulations on that.
2: Thats awesome, thank, you Akia. Very much.
4: thank
2: you yeah, tell us a little bit um, because you know you've mentioned your tweet chats quite a bit, but you have to really help people to understand that and the concept so walk them through what what a tweet what the tweet chat is and then how it works and how people interact. Yes, a
4: tweet chat is um, basically a show that is on Twitter 100%. And so it is all done via tweets. It's not a radio show or uh, a television show. There's no other media component with it. You are on Twitter and answering questions that I have pre-created um, and sent to my to my host, and so uh, to my guest. I'm sorry. And so, if you are my guest, then I work with you to understand what your special message is that you'd like to deliver to the universe that I support, and then I work with you to craft out the perfect line of questions that would help deliver your points. Uh, there are some some uh, organic questions and follow-up questions that come along with the actual tweet chat, but I do like to have a set of questions in advance. Uh, and then I'm tweeting out the questions to uh, the guest of that particular show and they are responding. We're also joined on the Tweet Chat by other people who may be experts in the area or people who really need to learn the content that's being discussed. I've got a base of uh, alumni um, who have done the show with me. Um, over the year and they also chime in from time to time especially if it's a subject that really focuses on their interest area and so we uh, if you can recall the days when there were chat rooms online when social media really started to Mm -hmm. hit the scene Mm -hmm. uh, it's something like that on Twitter uh, but instead of there being a chat room there are hashtags and hashtags are what we use so that you can follow a stream of thought and so when you go onto Twitter and you search for hashtag or pound sign, for those who don't know what a hashtag is, pound sign, no spaces, my brand chat, then you can pull up a list of all the tweets that have taken place over um, a period of time regarding a topic that you can see advertised on My Brand Chat. So I'm hoping I explain that very clearly. I can answer any other questions about the Tweet Chat. And they can also find out information on it at MyBrandChat.com. But there are lots of Tweet Chats that are out there. Um, and on different subject areas, there are some that are formal. There are some that are informal. Uh, My Brand Chat is a very fast-paced tweet chat where I try to get in a certain number of questions and answers within the 50 minutes of time that I have, and then I move into iBrand chat, which is a much more relaxed conversation because it's on international topics, and that one also is 50 minutes, but we don't cover as many questions, but the questions that we do cover tend to have very intense and um, uh, profound responses that require us to do a bit more probing. And so, um, again, they can find out information about Tweet Chat and MyBrandChat in specific at MyBrandChat.com.
2: Wow, and with a Tweet Chat, of course, you you only you're limited to 140 characters, so it does, I guess, yes. move very fast because you have to say, you know. Exactly what you mean, <laughs> yes. very quickly. Yes. And um, it's so it, it changes the type of interaction. And I, I can understand that now being very, very quick back and forth and a bunch of bullets. You can almost think of it as a bullet of information. Yes.
4: Yes, it's like it's similar to microblogging, and you know it's like blogging, but it's really like you said a limited number of characters. And uh, as an FYI for people, when you are on a tweet chat, you don't even have the 140 characters because the number of characters that's required for your hashtag, my brand chat, dips into that. And so, um, in actuality, you wind up with somewhere around 128 characters. But you know, if you've been on uh, Twitter and have been used to compressing your ideas and condensing consolidating thoughts, then you are, and and if you're not doing this, it's probably a good time to start, then uh, you have gotten used to being able to still get your point across even with fewer characters. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, for myself that the fewer the better, especially if I can understand exactly what you're saying and you don't need as many words for that to happen.
1: Now, Kia, talk a little bit about format. I know you might be still wrestling with that or playing with the ideas. we still got some time out here before you actually launch. But how excited are you about having some of your guests, some of the, your network of people on and in, in allowing their platform to extend?
4: I'm, I'm very excited about that. Uh, most of the people in my network are business owners who are savvy and are pretty much leading in their industry. And uh, they are already familiar with uh, radio. They are familiar. They have done some interviews. Um, If they haven't done them, then they have begun preparing to do them. They, um, in many cases, are speakers. And if they are not speakers, then they are preparing to speak or develop a speaking career. And so I'm happy to be able to uh, assist them in bringing forth um, whatever content it is that we will 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 create together to share. And um, so I'm I'm happy about that. Just as I have done the same on the tweet chat, I will continue to bring forth um, people from my network to share uh, on the radio show. And I think that they will really welcome it because it um, will allow them to really explore some of the interesting uh, yet little known facts about themselves Uh, such as, you know, people who, for example, I have one client who uh, is an excellent leadership um, expert, and he's also a a, a private pilot, and he now talks about um, being a pilot and running a business and showing us how there are leadership lessons even from the cockpit. Uh, A lot of people aren't fortunate uh, in having been able to create the bond between their hobbies or their interests and their profession. And so the more that I can do to help people um, launch a greater voice around what they're doing, not just behind their desk, but also um, during, you know, hobby hours or uh, personal hours, the better uh, for them, and the more opportunities they may find to connect with people who just didn't know so once we launched uh, that one of my uh, friends is also a private pilot well then pilots from all over the place started coming for us who were also and are also in business and who we may not have known were pilots and and uh, then you get some new you know buddies in other ways and you have other opportunities to connect with people and grow those uh, substantive relationships, as I mentioned earlier. So this is uh, a good thing, and um, I think it will only increase the authenticity of my own brand by being able to share and help others share what makes them special. Yeah, and and key you've
2: you've helped so many people, and um, so you've got quite a few to pull from. Um, who've got these great businesses and ideas and concepts just because of your working with um, with them through Seen and Sustained. And uh, so I, I'm excited about that. I mean, there there's bound to be a number of success stories in there as well, and uh, your network is is just vast. And, um, um, you know, I, I, that's why I I'm so excited God, about this, well. really.
4: Oh, glory to God, so is yours. And, and Mike Brown, so, you know, when you've been out there hustling and, you know, and really just trying to to do business and and, and grow and help others grow, then naturally uh, you will begin to create relationships and then you find ways to maintain those relationships by creating friendships and When you have friendships, uh, then you really do you know care about one another and you want to see each other grow. Not just for the sake of business, but because I know that you've got a family and you want to feed that family, or I know that you do want to take that vacation and travel Europe. Uh, and if you just had one more client, that would help get you that much closer. Or I know that you know you are contemplating going back to school, but you don't know if you'll be able to do it and maintain your business at the same time. When I and when we know more about people, um, and this is not all about getting up and so business, but when we know more about people and what they truly want then we can be of assistance to them and so I like to think that uh, the relationships that I've built with people have been to help them and also for them to understand who I am so that they can also be of help to me
2: Uh,
1: it now Mike you see why I call it the Akia Garnett
0: experience Yes. (laughs)
2: Uh, Yeah, I'm experiencing it right now. (laughs) And, you know, that's what this show is about. That's what
1: I believe your brand that you've shared and your vision that you've shared. It's about partnerships. And I know personally God has shown me that. It's like God saying, son, you're not going to get where you need to get unless you partner with good people. And to be able to partner with people like you and Akia, um, not only do you see the impact, but you're able to extend other people's platform. And that excites me about the Akia Garnett show. Um, there's going to be people that she's going to bring on that are going to be a blessing to a lot of other people. And that's a powerful thing. Yeah. I'm looking
4: forward to it. I'm so looking forward to it. The time is now. And as I said, I'm so glad that, um, like you and I, started you know, talking about this um, a while back and that we did take the time to allow things to Um, emerge as they have, and I feel really good about this season and our ability to collaborate in yet another way. So, again, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you, Mike Brown, for allowing me to share with you today on the Brown Bag, which I'm excited about. Uh, You're just coming out the gate swinging hard. And (laughs) I just, you know, I love it. I love it. Uh, I don't like the Redskins, but I do understand that you're (laughs) What? On, hey, you, you know, got to get I, the
1: Cowboy on. We do equal opportunity. Uh, get me a Cowboy. Yeah, I will. Work yeah, on I will, you know, <laughs> I will see that. if there's
4: anybody in my network uh, who knows a Cowboy because, oh, you know, man. I just I just think it's only fair that okay. we will have, you know, someone that represents another team in the NFC. Let's
0: do it. Especially
4: a team that has a better record this year. Oh, my. Oh, Man, I don't want to I'm sorry. I'm not did not I say rough. something? Yes, I well, say, I, did I say something? i Sorry, I didn't mean to go there. I
0: didn't our
4: mean to I just thought that, you know, <laughs> you all weren't aware of the fact that their record isn't as good as oh, it could I be. Did. And yeah. I know a lot is hanging up on R G three, but you know, he kinda of sat out the preseason Let's and that,
0: pray for, pray for
1: Yeah,
4: it. yeah. <laughs> I I I do, I do. Um But thanks
1: <laughs> for being on though.
4: Yes, absolutely. I'm going to, you know, uh, hang with my hat there because I'm getting the feeling that it's going to get cold in here real fast. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> hey, Keith, we look forward
1: to having you on in a couple of weeks as well. I'm excited about that.
4: Yes, so am I. And we'll share uh, a bit more about the work and um, just you and I pull together uh, the topic and what you really want me to touch upon so that it can really accomplish the objectives that you hope it will
1: We'll do that because there's much to discuss.
4: Great. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you. Bye.
1: Question for you. Are you maximizing the moment on the stage you currently find yourself? Your ability to perform on that stage in many ways will determine whether or not you are promoted for the next stage. And when you get to that next level of success, will you give God the credit? Will you promote his name as he's promoted you? The good news is that you don't have to wait until you get the promotion in order to give him praise. I love the scripture that says, let your light so shine that men may see your good works and glorify your father which is in heaven. I encourage you to do just that. Let your light shine because it might drive out the darkness in your life and in others. Have a great week and remember to love God, love people, and live on purpose.
0: Bless